0: Hey there, this is Dee Yvonne Vivers, your host for Birth Moms Real Talk, a podcast where you will hear the journeys of birth mothers who have placed children in adoption and also have some emotional and tough conversations, or you may say hot topics about adoption. Listen in. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is D. Yvonne Rivers. I am your host for Birth Mom's Real Talk. And we're going to do the real talk today as we do every day. I'm so happy to have Kathy on today as my guest. Good afternoon, Kathy. Good afternoon. So good to have you. So good to have you indeed. And as we say, Birth Moms Real Talk, we're talking to Birth Moms to tell their journey, as well as we're gonna cover a hot topic. So we typically start out by having you tell us a little bit about your story and your journey.
1: Okay, my journey started in nineteen ninety-five, April eleventh, we thought And I was Barely 21 years old, whenever I have a nine-pound, ten-and-a-half-ounce baby girl. Wow. Wow. I had, had a C-section because she was two weeks late and didn't want to come out to the world. <laughs> so I had actually been struggling with, you know, do I want to place her for adoption or do I want to keep her? You know, that was just back and forth the whole pregnancy.
0: Do so- you want to talk more about why the back and forth?
1: Yeah, I mean, my parents, you know, they were supportive of either choice that I made. In fact, my mother had placed a daughter of her own for adoption before she had me. Mm. So she was kind of encouraging me, you know, if you want to keep your child, you know, we'll help, you know. Mm-hmm. But I knew the thing had always, always struggled financially, you know, as well as I was only working part time. And I just felt that. Placing my daughter for adoption was going to be the best option.
0: Okay. How how was that conversation when you found out you were pregnant, especially in light of what you just shared about your mom had also placed? How was that conversation? Awkward. <laughs> uh, is that the word? <laughs> yeah.
1: I was actually probably about four months pregnant when I finally told my mom that I was pregnant. Mm. And she was like, well, I was wondering when you were going to finally tell me.
0: Wow, wow. So she knew, but she had not said anything to you? No. Okay, okay.
1: So, you know, I told her, you know, what had happened, and it was actually a one-night stand until I got pregnant. And the father, of course, didn't want anything to do with it. You know, he signed his parental rights away immediately. Mm -hmm. But the conversation with my mom, you know, after I told her that I was pregnant, she was like, "Well, I have a little something to tell you as well." But
0: Whoa, real the stop. So, in other words, you did not know until that moment.
1: I did not. Mm. Not a clue. So that was just kind of mind blowing, of course. And I really wish now, looking back, I wish I hadn't waited so long to tell my mom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And.
0: Would that have made a difference, or how would that apply?
1: It might have made a difference to have had my mom's support, you know, early on, mm-hmm. because at the by the time I told my mom, I was already in the mindset of I just I want this to be over.
0: Okay. You know? Okay. Okay. Well, what kind of other support or did you have around you, if anything at all?
1: Um, at the time uh, that I was pregnant, I was very involved in community theater. So I had a lot of assorted friends um, that had gone through all kinds of things similar to my experience. Some friends had had abortions. I've had I had some friends that had placed their child for adoption, some that had gotten pregnant and kept their child. So I had all these different viewpoints being thrown at me. And in fact, one of my friends had said, you know, hey, I've know this couple that's looking to adopt you know let's mm-hmm. let you meet them and i chose not to let like to not let them adopt after meeting them as they were both in the military and i just i just did not see that as being a life that i wanted wanted to much mm-hmm. okay
0: okay now you mentioned that was 1995 Mm -hmm. During 19, because when you mentioned that several had shared with you their experience of getting pregnant and whether it's abortion or placing, Mm -hmm. did you find that, I don't say odd, but was it prevalent that people were sharing that or was it the secret that people typically keep?
1: That's a good question. I'm actually not
0: really sure how to answer that. Um. Okay, okay, okay. I was just wondering in light of just what you said for is your mom shared with you when you found out you were pregnant. And just with what I've seen is in most cases, a lot of women, when they find they're pregnant, it's not like, well, yeah, hey, girlfriend, I'm I'm pregnant. I don't know what I'm going to do. That typically is not willingly shared yeah. in most circles. Let's put it that way.
1: Right. Well, my theater friends, you know, we were all very open with each other about everything in our lives. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Um, you know, whenever it became known and that I was showing that I was pregnant, you know, couldn't hide anymore at mm-hmm. that point, you know, people were like, well, what are you going to do? You know, because mm-hmm. they knew I was not married. They knew that I didn't have a steady voice. They knew that I only worked part time. So, okay. They're like, okay. so what are you going to do? And that's whenever I started. Talking about adoption because I was way too far to even toy with the idea of abortion, mm-hmm. which that was not something I would want to do anyway. Right, right. So I started getting all these, you know, people helping me with their stories. And mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, I met one couple that a friend of mine had that was looking good up, And it ended up being that I'm a, because I'm in a small town, or I was in a small town. Everybody knows everybody's business. You know, you scratch a butt, somebody's going to (laughs) know. And this lawyer out of the blue contact had no idea who she was. And she said, I've been contacted by this couple that heard through the grapevine. And that's the term she used was heard through the grapevine that you're going to adopt from your child. Mm -hmm. And they would be interested in doing that. And so I chose not to actually meet them hindsight I kind of wish now that I had you know hindsight's 20 2020. but I really at the time I just it was like I just want to be have a clean brain.
0: So so when the attorney reached out what was your next step? Did you did you say yes immediately or what did, what did you do?
1: I met with a lawyer in her office and she kind of told me about the prospective parents you know I think one was a teacher and the other, I can't remember what the other parent was, but they were very intelligent. You know, I wanted, you know, I wanted that for my child. You know, I wanted somebody that was going to raise her with an education. And so it wasn't long after that, I did decide to to let them adopt. Um, That was after I talked to my mom and dad for a little bit, you know, got their opinions on it and The lawyer told me at the time that I could have it open if I wanted to, but the option that I chose was just kind of a semi-open, I guess. Okay. Obviously, they knew who I was, but on my end, I didn't know who they were, but they sent me pictures and updates for, uh, I think it was up to a year.
0: Okay. Were those terms that you wanted and you set, or was it just agreed between the two parties?
1: That was something that I had asked for, okay, and they did follow through with it. So I've got stacks and stacks and pictures of her during her first year of life.
0: Okay, and after the first year, contact at all or?
1: Um, there was no more contact after that first year at all. Wow. So in the back of my mind, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'll never see her or hear from her again. Mm-hmm. You know. Because I had no way of contacting her, I had no idea where she was. So I was just—it was up in the air.
0: Okay. So, so to walk me through the journey of the birth and having the child, you had already decided that she would be placed in adoption. So after you did go to the hospital and have the child, how was it? One of the topics I do want to cover on this part, this podcast, is leaving the hospital without your child. How was that?
1: Oh, well, I had to have a C-section with her. And I ended up being in the hospital for seven days because I had developed an infection. Mm -hmm. So she had actually been taken out several days before I was able to leave the hospital myself. But um, it was just a very weird experience.
0: Weird, meaning out of body?
1: Kind of, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Remember, definitely I went through that, so I, I, yeah. it's words that are undescribable of sharing with other people and how it is, unless you've been there, unless you've that would been.
1: Definitely there. be a good way of describing it, kind of out of body.
0: Out of body,
1: and I did. After she was born, I did hold her. For oh,
0: okay. okay. I did not
1: nurse her or anything like that, but I did hold her. My okay. Body, actually, hold her as well.
0: Okay
1: counted her little fingers and toes to make sure they were all there (laughs) (laughs) okay and so
0: your next step after having your daughter did you go on and get married have other children or what was your life like
1: okay in 1996 I had a nephew that was born and he and I became very close as if he was my child he was very close with me and um, he passed away in the year 2000 hmm. at the age of four. And I met my first husband through, his, through the, his funeral.
0: Wow.
1: He was actually funeral director at the funeral home. And long story short, ended up moving to South Carolina with him. We did not have any children, got a divorce. I met my current husband. And when we first got married, we decided we wanted to try to have a family. And we've had three miscarriages, and apparently my health is not well enough to be able to have another
0: child. Okay. Okay. So how, how are you dealing with that? That's got to be painful.
1: I'm dealing with it by hosting my own podcast.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, Which is called, entitled?
1: It's called Loved Ones Lost, mm-hmm. and I talk with other bereaved parents, regardless of how they lost their child. Mm -hmm. You know, it it doesn't matter how old they were when when they passed. I let them tell the stories of their children. And that's really helped me a lot hear.
0: Okay. Right. Because, you know, the, the term that is used in the adoption community or society is disenfranchised grief. When you're separated from your child at birth as a birth mom, it actually is Grieving. And it's not necessarily a ceremony with it, as a lot of times you'll have a memorial service with the death of someone. And did you feel like you were supported with not only the loss of not having other children, but the loss of your daughter being placed in adoption?
1: Yes, absolutely. I definitely grieved after she was placed. Mm-hmm. In fact, for the first 30 days, it's still in the back of my mind that Well, in North Carolina, you've got 30 days to change your mind. And every one of those 30 days, I was so close to picking up that phone. Mm. And I changed my mind. Mm. And both my parents were, you know, if if that's what you want to do, we'll help. You know, we'll help raise her. Mm -hmm. But I knew that, you know, I couldn't give the life that she deserved.
0: Okay. 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 So... Any contact with your daughter now? Have you reunion or tell me the status of that?
1: Yeah, um, October seventeenth of two thousand sixteen, I got a friend request on Facebook. Mm. Didn't know who this person was, but we had some mutual friends, you know, from my hometown. Mm-hmm. And anyway, my first reaction is you know send a message and say. I don't know who you are. Can you tell me a bit a bit about yourself? Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Well, remember nineteen ninety five? hi, that's me." Wow, is that is that what actually probably
0: actual words, right?
1: Pretty close, yeah. Okay, that's almost almost worked. Wow,
0: yeah, that's me. That's me. Okay,
1: yep. I'm that kid.
0: Okay. Me. Your immediate reaction was what?
1: I burst into tears. Mm.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: You know, all these years, you know, I'm wondering. Because
0: how old was she then? How old? It was
1: in 2016. So she would have been 21,
0: 21, 21, same age as you when you,
1: wow.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. I, it, the reason she had contacted me was wanting to know like medical history, mm-hmm. kind of you know, family medical history, because she had been having some health problems herself Okay, that had gone un- undiagnosed. And so, of course, you know, I'm like, ask me anything. I'll, you know, I'll tell you every single thing. And then right. one of the last questions that she asked was, who is my father? Mm-hmm. And As I said earlier, it was a one-night stand. I did remember his name, but it's like, you know, I have no idea where he is. Mm -hmm. You know, no clue whatsoever. So, Did you share all of that with her? I shared everything that I knew about him with her, yes. But I don't know if she found him or not. I have not asked because it's just kind of an uncomfortable subject because Mm -hmm. it was a one-night stand.
0: But how did she find you? Did she, I mean, to, as you say, you had pictures of her for the whole first year. Yes. But how really did she know you?
1: Well, I really think that, as I said, from a small town, they knew, the adoptive parents knew my name. Okay. Okay. They didn't know my married name, but on Facebook, I have my maiden name on my Facebook, so... Okay. It wasn't very hard for her to track me down. Okay. Just based okay. on that. Okay. Did you expect her to look for you as she did? I I didn't know if she would. I, of course, always hoped she would. You know, that was always in the back of my mind, you know, every holiday, every birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, is this going to be the year that
0: mm-hmm. I hear from her? So well, how about she, you she, searching I, for yeah. her? Did you ever search for her?
1: I did at first, like, you know, in the first few years. But after that, you know, life just kinda happened. Okay. You know, moved to South Carolina, just living my life, you know, never of course I never forgot about her. Mm-hmm. But I just always had it in my mind that when it's when she's ready, she'll reach out. Okay. And she did. Okay.
0: Okay. So tell me, tell me more. Facebook you reached out for is yes. how did it go from there?
1: Well, we had several conversations back and forth. Comes Come to find out, we have a really lot in common.
0: Hmm. Such as?
1: Um, well, like I said, I was doing community theater when I was pregnant with her. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what she majored in in college.
0: Wow. And
1: she is actually working on her master's degree now in theater.
0: Wow. So, jeans. Those genes are strong. I know. <laughs> <laughs> nature. <laughs> there's nature and nurture in adoption, both both yeah, plays a It kind
1: of blow, blows me away how much that we had in common, you know, like, well, we look so much
0: alike, it's kind of eerie. Wow. Yeah. Did you, did you look, did you look at her when you saw, when did you see her in, her, her in person or her face? When did you see Actually, her
1: face? I, I saw her face, you know, when I was looking at her Facebook page when she okay. sent me the request. Okay. And when I saw her, it was like looking at a picture of mom. Mm, wow. Like, what? And then I saw the birth date, and I'm like, this has to be her. Mm.
0: There's no
1: other way. There's, you know, there's no way it could be anybody else. Right,
0: this. right. What was that feeling like when you saw that picture and you knew it was your child?
1: I just burst into tears, and I mm-hmm. felt like I was just going to explode. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You would probably remember the day and the time, right? October 17th. <laughs> 2016. Right. Probably what? 3, 3, 10 PM.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not really sure at the time. Okay. My husband was at work at the time. Okay. So, so I literally cried the entire rest of that day.
0: Okay. Okay. Those are tears. Did they're tears of joy? Yes. Tears of joy. And, and for me, and I I mentioned that in my circumstance, I call relief of finding your child. There is nothing like it.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like I said, I've been dreaming of that day for many years and it just made me the happiest person in the world.
0: Absolutely. So happy for you. So how is it now? How is it going?
1: Well, we still have not actually met face-to-face. Okay. I did ask her early on whenever she would friended me, would you like to meet? Because I do still go. She actually, this is another thing that kind of blows me away. She graduated from the same high school that I did.
0: Okay. So she was in the same area that you grew up? She was in
1: the same area that, okay. I okay. in, that I was up there. I may have walked past her in the grocery store and not known. Wow. So, anyway, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs>
0: Okay. So communication you haven't met. You asked her, was she yes. willing to meet in person?
1: I asked her, I said, Do you know, would you like to meet in person? Because we would make trips to see my father. My mm-hmm. mother has passed on already. But mm-hmm. she's like, No, not right now. I'm just not ready for that. And okay. As I said, that was in two thousand sixteen and she still has not really reached out, but she would like to meet face to face.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, she
1: does keep in touch, you know, she'll send me like Happy Mother's Day wishes and you know Happy Birthday wishes. And okay, keeps up with things that I do on Facebook and
0: so. So let's let's talk so about that Happy Mother's Day. Well, well we're taping uh, about a month, maybe a couple of weeks after Mother's Day. How is it on Mother's Day when you get a message from your child?
1: It makes me very happy.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: And do you find very mixed emotions about the whole okay. Mother's Day thing?
0: Yeah. 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 Do you find that her not wanting to meet you? I mean, because that that's that's where she is. That's where she is right now. And how are you, I say, dealing with that? Because I guess, you, you know, I guess you, you have no choice right now. But what what's giving you that <laughs> peace of mind? Or how how do you progress with that? I bring this up because to let our listeners know that in the birth mom story, whether you're in a support group, whether you're in therapy, it is about processing step by step. And I call it the roller coaster that we're riding with your emotions from day to day, that it may be crying one day and smiling another day and the emotions are up down birthdays mother's day just a day that it hits you all of that so tell me what you're going through and how you're dealing with it something that's, a, that's a, just in just sharing with the with the listeners the purpose of this podcast is really to give a bird's eye view inside the the making and the journey of birth moms and to share our stories and how we can help each other to heal So you want to talk a little bit about that, Kathy? So
1: as far as dealing with holidays like Mother's Day and such, I usually try to find some sort of distraction for myself. Mm -hmm. Like usually my husband and I will go out of town for a little short weekend trip, you know, just because it takes my mind off the fact that my daughter doesn't meet me face to face yet. Right, right, right. And I hope that one day that that does change.
0: Sure, sure. I do too. I wish that for you. I wish that for you, and and that's part of the process of this journey of being able to face and get through whatever the situation may be. You know, we're all happy that we, we find our children. That itself does not mean that we will see them or be in their lives. And it's the whole thing of helping each other to realize and and work through that process. And I use that word, work through that process, because let's just face it, these are emotions and emotions are are your emotions. They are what they are. They are what they are.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that's how I deal with the holiday, especially Mother's Day. And of course, the day before Mother's Day is actually birth Mother's Day nationally. I don't know if you knew that.
0: Yeah, I know that. I yeah. <laughs> I have mixed opinions yeah, about sure. that, but yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I actually used to go to this you know, yearly retreat that was for birth moms. Okay. That was okay. Birth mom's day. Okay. And my mother actually went
0: with Oh, that's great. That. So that that's great. A
1: very unique, you know, experience, you know, to be able to share that with my mom.
0: Right, right. Now, how was your dad in all of this? The years of uh, just not only the years after you placed, but during your pregnancy and having your daughter—was your dad involved or just giving support, or just what, how was the situation? Okay,
1: support and of course, he was ecstatic whenever she reached out to me. She and my dad are actually Facebook friends now too. And she wow, Facebook friends with several of like my nieces and other family members as well. So I don't think she really has conversations with them, but you know, she's allowing us to know her.
0: Okay. Okay. Which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. Did your other family members know about her?
1: Some of them did. Some of them didn't. Um, I really didn't talk a lot about it Mm -hmm. with anybody really. Okay. Um, You know, of course, I told my husband, you know, whenever we met, you know, hey, by the way, just so you know, which he was 100% supportive. I don't think he knows how to deal with whenever I actually make contact with her. Mm -hmm. And he still doesn't really know how to deal with me when I talk about her and stuff. But Mm -hmm. he's very supportive.
0: You know, I Kathy, I, I think your husband, as well as a lot of other people, they care about us, but just don't know what to say. And it's like giving, and I speak for myself, of just giving them a lead in to how they can be supported. I find that we as birth moms, or just a whole triad of adoptees and birth moms and adoptive moms or parents, is reaching out and just sharing. Sharing is healing about what's going on. That's a big part of this podcast of people listening or even the guests are coming on, of realizing, talking about it, because you have to acknowledge it before you can heal it.
1: Well, honestly, until till my daughter reached out to me, I really didn't talk about it. Mm. And so it's still kind of hard for me to talk about. Yes yes but I'm
0: absolutely what are you doing for yourself and you mentioned a retreat on birth mother's day are you in support groups you're in therapy or just I'm really how are you
1: doing support groups okay. on facebook okay um, you know i've had to leave a couple because of there's a lot of negativity in some of these groups as well so i've had to be kind of choosy which with right have to choose where you can fit in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as my husband says, get in where you fit in. That's it. That's exactly
0: <laughs> it. Yes, yes.
1: So, and like I said, I do my podcast, and that is the biggest way for me to deal with things. Okay. And I'm going to be launching my own podcast soon with stories of adoption as well.
0: Okay. Okay. So sharing other stories will help you heal your story? I think so. Okay.
1: I know that it certainly helped me as far as the loss of my children that I wasn't able to carry. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that opening up and talking to others that's similar to me will hopefully be able to make me more comfortable with the decisions that I've made.
0: you, You brought that and you said that so succinctly about the grief of children you could not carry. That's the fact that when you cannot have a child and you want or you miscarriage or place for adoption, even the loss of a child through abortion, that's a loss. That's a loss. And I say it so succinctly because until it is recognized by the people in it, There is no place for you to heal that loss. Grieving covers so many different things. Grieving covers, I mean, we've been in this pandemic for the past 14 months. There's grief in that. Not being around family members. Some have lost jobs and income and money and relationships. And that's grief. So we're going to cover a lot of the things in this podcast. That's why it's not just for birth moms, just not for adoptees or adoptive parents. It's for everyone to just find out and listen to how others can heal. Because healing is the place in which I call that you become whole again, that you can deal with whatever you're facing. Because we can do it, but we need help in doing it. We need support and this is one vessel, one avenue of support. So I just appreciate the birth moms who are sharing their journey, because it takes a lot, it takes a lot to share, and I oh. so appreciate, it's hard. I have a cup that was given to me, and I think it was through a birth mom's uh, support group or whatever, and says, we do hard things. Oh, we do God. hard things. The emotion behind being able to place our children for the benefit of them, that takes love. That takes love. And that love carries on. The love carries on no matter whether they want to see us or not, whether they want to be with us or not, whether they want to do anything at all with us. And I'm speaking personally. This is sharing my own personal story. (laughs) Unfiltered. (laughs) Unapologetically, I say this. So we talk about also another topic or a topic. And I, I think you said peace of mind. So how how are you getting your peace of mind? How do you, any suggestions on how other people in whatever situation, peace of mind? Do you have peace of mind? Are you seeking it? And what's your steps to get it?
1: I feel like I do have peace of mind now. Okay. I know that my daughter is okay. okay. She's doing great. She has gotten the answers or some of the answers that she wanted as far as her medical health. Okay. And I'm just so proud to see how well she's doing. And I've got peace of mind in knowing that I did make the right decision.
0: Okay. 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 No matter what questions you may have had back then, what, she's now, is she, so 95. So how old is she now? Oh, good Lord. (laughs) So she was born in what year?
1: 1995.
0: Okay, so she's now 26?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: 26, okay, okay, okay. What what did you do on her birthdays? We talked about Mother's Day, but what did you do on her birthdays?
1: I usually just send her a happy birthday message on Facebook because that's really the only way of communicating that we have. Okay. And I usually ask her, you know, what she plans to do for her day, and usually it's, of course, half-birthday cake. (laughs) Okay, okay.
0: So you do get back responses, so you do a message on Facebook. Okay. Yes. Okay. Prior to meeting her, what did you do on her birthdays before you reunion with her? I would usually just
1: light a candle.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I made a cupcake. I made a cupcake with a one candle on it. <laughs> candle was for him, <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the cupcake was for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So
1: that's pretty much how, how I dealt with birthdays until she reached out.
0: Okay. Okay, good, good, good. Thank you so much for sharing, Kathy. Anything else you'd like to share to let us know about your journey? And and what do you see forward in the future? Next steps.
1: I'm hoping that she will eventually want to meet you face-to-face. Yes. You know, to other birth moms out there, that you want to meet your child, don't give up
0: hope. Never give up hope. Never. Never. I say that because it was 20, you said 21 years. Well, mm-hmm. I met my son when he was 45. Oh, wow. Okay. So 45 years. Never gave up hope. Never. They got tough. Oh, it's still tough. It is still tough. Let's be real. You know, is and that's the thing I say is the fact that just because you may hear from them or whatever, it is still that, that, that trauma. And that's what it is. I'm a person that we have to call it what it is to show that it is what it is and then talk about it. And we can move forward and help everyone. And I mean everyone, if they'll just listen and just see what other people are going through. And the support itself is what we give to each other. So this has been wonderful. I hope this has been good for you to share.
1: It has. Good. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: Good, good, good. Well, we've been listening to Kathy today and sharing her journey and talking about peace of mind. And peace of mind is what you make it to be, what it is will settle your mind. You've been listening to Birth Moms Real Talk with host D.E. Rivers. Stay tuned, listen in. We'll see you the next time. Thanks so much for listening into Birth Moms Real Talk where birth mothers share their journeys and we have an open and honest conversation about adoption. If you would like to share your story or you have any comments, you can reach us at birthmomsrealtalk.com or email us at Yvonne at birthmomsrealtalk.com. If you like what you heard, we would appreciate your support on Patreon as a supporter. Find out more on our website. Tune in next time. See you then.